Hi everyone, this is Rob McDougall with Zang Financial going to go through the weekly economic data review and forecast. So as we always do, we'll take a look at the economic data that was released last week, take a look at how both the equity market and fixed income markets reacted to it, and then take a preview of what we are going to see for economic data released this week. So last week, we had a number of economic releases that were quite impactful for the market. In total, the market reacted negative to it. We'll get to the numbers on the market response. But to begin with, we had the U.S. Consumer Confidence number that was released on Tuesday. Uh, That was for August. The number came in much stronger than expected. Uh, The prior month was at 95.3%. The expectation was it would come in at 98, but the actual was 103.2. So that sounds positive. U.S. consumer, much more positive than they were the prior month or versus expectation. Last Thursday, the initial claims number came out at 232, 232,000 new job losses. That was below both forecasts in the prior week, so that was solid. Probably the one of the biggest numbers last week was the ISM manufacturing number. The expectation was uh, coming to, for that to come in at 51.8, but the actual came in at 52.8. So that's um, very important because the manufacturing sector uh, has been coming closer to recessionary levels. The level is 50 for that index. I've mentioned it many times to clients and individuals and on the podcast. At 50, uh, the expectation is the economy is contracting below 50, above 50, expanding, higher, better, lower, worse. So the number actually came in better than expected and well above the 50-point demarcation between expansion and contraction. So uh, another big number last week, non-farm payroll. That also came in a little better than expected. Now, the prior month was way better than expectations. The number was revised, but it was 526,000 jobs created in July. For August, the number was 315,000. The expectation was about 310. So that was also better than expectations. The last one I'll mention was average hourly earnings released last week. The market is hyper-focused on anything regarding inflation. So the average hourly earnings was a metric that uh, economists were focusing on to determine whether or not inflation is accelerating or maybe coming back down a little bit. This, I think, was a very positive number, uh, and it was still good for consumers. Month over month, it was an increase of 0.3%. For the prior month, July, that was a positive 0.5, and expectations for August was a positive 0.4. So I would say the positive 0.3 reading that we got last week is good for inflation. So I would say across the board, the numbers last week were good to very good. So how did the market react to all that news? actually quite negative. Uh, Equities were down down strongly last week. Fixed income was off also. Uh, International markets in terms of equity down almost in line with the U.S. Much as we've seen for the entire year, with the market down last week, uh, U.S. growth stocks got hit harder than value stocks. Again, 
relatively good for our portfolios as our portfolios are, are biased towards value and towards small cap. So last week, the growth index for the U.S. was down 4.5%, value index down 2.5%. On a full-year basis, on a year-to-date basis, value stocks in the U.S. are down 5.7%, growth stocks are down 30.3%. Again, international stocks pretty much in line with U.S. equities for last week on a year-to-date basis. Uh, international markets still trailing U.S. returns. Fixed income markets last week, uh, so they were down as well. Interest rates were rising. Um, The one thing I'll point out is that long-term treasury, we've mentioned this before, have been hit very hard this year. Our, Our client portfolios don't have these bonds in them, so We've avoided this pain, but last week, the U.S. long government bond index was down 2.7% on a year-to-date basis, down 23.6%. So year-to-date, not good to have had long-duration bonds in your portfolio. And again, we do not include those in ours. So for the upcoming economic calendar in this holiday-shortened week, uh, very sparse. Uh, Two indicators that are coming out, one today, which is Tuesday, September 6th. It's the ISM non-manufacturing, the service component, and initial claims on Thursday, which comes out every week. The ISM non-manufacturing service component expectation is it's going to be down slightly from last month, which is 56.7. And for the month of August, the expectation is that reading will be 56.0%. Very solid reading either way last month or the expectation for this month. Again, just as with the manufacturing PMI, 50 is a demarcation level between expansion and contraction, so 56 would be a very solid number. Last thing to mention here is uh, what happened last week with the equity markets and why they sold off with good economic news. I think it's pretty clear that investors are still very concerned with the interest rate increases we're going to see from the Federal Reserve. And last week, very surprising in that we had solid economic data On the heels of that, the Atlanta Federal Reserve updated their forecasts for third quarter GDP expectations for the U.S. Their expectation prior to last week was expansion of 1.6%. And recall, first and second quarter this year were both negative real GDP numbers. So the Atlanta Federal Reserve had expected an increase of 1.6% for third quarter GDP, they increase that estimate to a positive 2.6% for the third quarter. And why that's important, again, investors very focused on inflation and how the Federal Reserve is going to respond to increasing consumer demand if that happens. So we did take a look at the 10-year break-even. We look at this very often. It's the 10-year yield uh, treasuries minus the inflation-protected securities yield given us an indication of embedded expectations of inflation. That rose a little bit last week, but is still at a relatively low 2.47%. So that is bond investors betting inflation is going to average only 2.47% over the next 10 years. That's a little bit off the bottom that we saw in July at 2.30%, but still 2.47% way off the highs that we saw back in April. Thank you, Rob. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. The domestic economy will likely experience more declines in housing, yet this environment is very different from the Great Financial Crisis. The banking sector is better capitalized this time. We do not see a Lehman Brothers moment lurking. The potential risks include Fed over-tightings, consumer income falling as the job market weakens, and inflation not cooling as much as the market expects. A slowing house market could also impact consumer spending through secondary wealth effects. Again, thank you for watching. We will see you next time.